1: It's Thursday, August 3rd, and you're tuned in to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, the Guardians are off today uh, after a pretty brutal road trip to uh, Chicago and Houston. In Houston, they get swept by the uh, Astros and no hit on uh, Tuesday night uh, before losing the the series finale on Wednesday uh, getaway day. Uh, just really an all-around lost trip for uh, for Cleveland, and uh, it was you know centered around a trade deadline where uh, if I if I had told you on you know April 1st that uh, that's how the trade deadline would have panned out for Cleveland, uh, I, I think you would have uh, probably called me a crazy man.
0: Yeah, really uh, an interesting uh, seven-day trip uh, to say the least, Joe. You know, they go two and five. They trade their starting shortstop, they trade their best starting pitcher, and they trade one of the few guys that can hit the ball out of the park, uh, in, you know, before, uh, Tuesday, 6 p.m. deadline. Um, and, uh, just, uh, interesting, interesting, uh, and they only get back, uh, Noah Syndergaard, one big leaguer to help the big league club. So, uh, I can see why, uh, uh, Chris Antonetti and Mike Chernoff made that emergency flight to, uh, to uh, Houston yesterday to uh, talk to the team and the coaching staff and kind of calm the waters. Yeah, and uh, you know that was sort of the
1: the the crux of that that whole uh, you know we we were in Houston and saw um, we we had anticipated Chris Antonetti showing up for that series finale, uh, but Mike Chernoff was on the flight as well. They both got there uh, at, at you know left at six a.m. Cleveland time and and flew in and and really they met individually with uh you know any players that wanted to to talk to them and 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 you know talk to the entire club and talk to Tito and all the the coaches just to to sort of you know make sure everybody was on the same page and that's uh you know it, 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 the fact that they did it is more interesting than you know maybe even what was said uh for this club because you know they want they want to make sure that that nobody you know throws it in and and, and gives it up uh for the remainder of the season, they've, they've still got a chance right now, uh, only being what, uh, two and a half games, two two and two and a half, three games out of, uh, first place.
0: Yeah. They're two games out. The twins lost, uh, yesterday. Um, and, uh, just, uh, you know, it's a tough sell, Joe, to me, that's a tough sell, you know, it shows good leadership on, on the part of uh, Antonetti and Chernoff. I mean, they could have waited till the team got back, uh, you know, but today's an off day and they would have had to talk to him Friday. But it's somebody, uh, I mean, it must have been uh, you know a pretty high priority to them to get down there, talk to them, and uh, you know, and that's a that's a hard message to sell to me. You're telling you're telling this team, okay, we still got a chance, but you didn't. You only got one guy back to help yourself. You know, the mm-hmm. trade deadline is passed, and you know you have to go through some uh, jump through some hoops if you're going to add anything to help this club down the stretch. Um, just uh, you know, really really an an awkward situation you know I'm glad they went down there and talked to him but you know I'm sure there's if the, the veterans what veterans are left on this club are saying hey it's easy for you to say we got to go out and play this these uh, last uh you know whatever 50 55 games and we've got the toughest schedule in baseball and uh, yeah. so um, you know this is this is going to be uh, uh this is going to be a long uh, a long march to uh, you know the, the early October, right here.
1: Yeah, and uh, we we'll get into um, you know Khalil Watson and Kyle Manzardo, the the prospects that that were the return for the uh, the two trades that they made, uh you know Monday Tuesday, uh and and also like you mentioned there the the schedule is uh, it's the toughest uh, remaining strength of schedule uh, for opponents uh, in in Major League Baseball. No no team has a tougher road uh, down the stretch than. Uh, the Guardians and, and the, the Twins have the easiest schedule, uh, remaining down the road, uh, in, in the, over the final 50 some games. Uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, how this is tough and, and, you know, maybe morale, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, it, it's, you know, it, awkward is a good way to describe the, just the, the mood, the vibe in the clubhouse the last, uh, two or three days there in Houston as, as we were standing there. You know, watching the players go about their work and and get ready, uh, it, it it's not it wasn't like it normally is in the in the clubhouse where uh, you know there's a lot of upbeat guys. Even a guy like Tyler Freeman, who always has a smile on his face, uh, you know, looks sort of awkward and nervous and and you don't know what to say. And and that's a you know is a road trip where I you know you can't go up to guys and, and interview them or talk to them about uh, stuff that's it's like the the 500 pound gorilla is in the room. And, uh, you know, I, I couldn't go up to you and, and, and talk to you about a, a feature story I'm working on about something other than what's going on with the trade deadline and the roster composition and that kind of thing. That's that's what's on everybody's mind. And you're a clown if you ask about anything else. So it, it made things a, a, a little more difficult. Uh yeah. And and even more, uh even adding to the awkwardness is when, uh, you know, a team gets no hit on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, by yeah. by, by for Amber Valdez. Uh, what did you see in that game? What did you take away from that performance by Valdez and the performance by, uh, the Guardians? Uh, Framber faced, uh, the minimum over that, uh, um, that no hitter and, uh, you know, missed a perfect game with, with just one walk. He walked,
0: uh, what I believe, uh, Oscar Gonzalez and that was it. Yeah, he walked Oscar to start the fifth inning and then, uh, then the inning ended when uh,
1: uh, Will, Brent, Will Brennan bounced uh, in. On yeah, the hit, whole
0: yeah. So yeah, I thought I thought Valdez was great. I thought that was a lineup. You know, just uh, I think uh, the trade deadline had to affect that. You know, Josh Bell was traded. What a couple about an hour before game time, or just, you know, just he was traded to Miami. You know, I I think uh, when you put when you look at that lineup, to me, Joe, I think that. That was that was screaming to be – that was a, like an invitation to be no-hit, that lineup. And I think that was one of the reasons that uh, that Antonetti and Chernoff and sure were down there uh, the next morning, you know, in Houston. Because, uh, you know, you don't – you know, you just – that comes at the tail end of, you know, three kind of big trades that take, you know, three veterans out of that clubhouse. And, uh, you know, then you get no-hit. And, I mean, they were no-hit. You know, they, that wasn't yep. – they, they didn't hit a ball hard to me. I mean, maybe a couple of balls, but th- that was no contest. And uh, so I think you know, you know that, that everything dovetailed into that. And uh, that, you know, I think that was why uh, you know the 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 two top executives in the club were down there talking to him yesterday morning. You mentioned Oscar
1: Gonzalez. He came back on Wednesday and had three hits in the game, uh, three you know ground ball singles, but. Uh, You know, he used the right side of the field. Uh, He wasn't up there trying to take a walk. He was, he was still trying to swing at at better pitches, and and it it showed uh, a little bit of improvement and growth for him. uh, If he can continue to do that uh, during this stint with the major league club,
0: yeah, that was encouraging. You know, the trade with uh, Josh Bell to Miami is going to open some at bats for him, especially at DH. I would think, you know, right field DH. That's going to be, you know, really kind of frees him up. So that's a good sign. That uh, he's going to get some opportunities. He's going to, you know, and he's. I I like the way he swung the bat yesterday. You know, now, you know, I'm, you know, we'll see some. You know, let's let's see a little pop now. You know, I'm I think it's a good sign when you know power hitters start. You know they start slow. They start you know start some hit, hit singles, hit the other way. You know or hit the ball up the middle, and then you, then you start seeing power from most guys, from most power hitters that that you know we've seen over the years. So you know that's a good sign with with uh, Gonzo. I'm you know really happy for him. With the uh, the
1: last two games,
0: the uh, the there has been no power
1: in the lineup for Cleveland because uh, Josh Naylor has been sidelined with a, uh, a right side soreness, is what they're. Uh, what the team is calling it. Uh, Tito said they're going to continue. They're going to get him checked out by their doctors when they get back to Cleveland, uh, and and we'll see if if there's, you know, the possibility that, you know, he might have to go on the injured list. Uh, Tyler Freeman was also pulled out of the game uh, the other night, I believe, Monday night, and and didn't appear in the, the remainder of the series uh, because his shoulder was, uh, you know, not feeling well after a swing, uh, and this is a guy who's had multiple shoulder surgeries, so uh, you know, this is a bad time for, for injuries to be happening as well. Uh, the guardians called up Brian Rocchio from AAA where he had been hitting well. Uh, but it, you know, you're, you're, you're dipping into, uh, a, a, a rapidly draining talent pool down in, in, uh, in AAA as, uh, as anybody who's doing anything, uh, in the minors is, is already up here.
0: Yeah, no, no doubt about it, Joe. And, uh, <laughs> You know, I feel bad for Freeman. Uh, you know, he's just, uh, you know, they trade, uh, Rosario to open up the shortstop position for Ar- Arias and him. You know, and when they did, Freeman had kind of the banged up shoulder. Then he got in there a couple games. Then, uh, you know, now, now he's got the shoulder again, you know, and, you know, that's, you know, like you said, he's had surgery on that twice. Uh, hopefully he's okay. And the nailer thing, uh, Joe, it, could that be the dreaded oblique. I mean, if it's an oblique injury, you know, that's, that's a month, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's, you know, so, you know, that's what it sounds like when they say right you know, right side soreness, you know, that's, you know, the opposite of oblique to his, you know, he's a left-handed hitter. You know, you put the strain on the right side when you swing. So, um, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. And, uh, um, yeah. we'll see how that goes.
1: It sounded like Tito you know, that like they were trying to be overly cautious by not playing him uh on on uh Wednesday at least, uh and and using that extra off day uh maybe to get him feeling better. Uh you know, he was in there getting worked on by the training staff and you know, getting massaged and, and seeing if that uh had anything if 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 it responded, but uh again, you're talking about a guy who's who when when he cuts it loose on a swing it's about as as hard and as violent as as anybody in baseball uh and Tito is is the first to point out i, I mean when his his helmet's popping off of his head on a swing that's uh you know he's 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 going all out after it uh not always the best thing but you know they're trying to get him uh you know that smooth easy power is is always better for him uh than the uh the, the violent swings uh that he tends to take and and maybe he exposes himself to to that kind of injury when when that certain sort of thing happens. So uh, you know, just uh, want to remind our, our our listeners and uh, anybody who's tuning in, um, you know especially this past week, but uh, down the stretch run is as, as the guardians are trying to compete for a a, a division title. Uh, the best way to to keep updated on everything is to subscribe to subtext. Uh, it's $3.99 a month. It's our subscription texting service. Uh, you can text Hoynsey and myself. Uh, we text, uh, you know, and, and, and tell everybody, uh, what our thoughts are on, uh, the team and what the latest updates are on, on the roster and, you know, things going on, uh, right outside the clubhouse. We text right after Tito's, uh, daily pregame press conferences. Uh, it's 3 a month again to subscribe if you go to cleveland.com slash subtext or, uh, send a text message to 216. 216- uh, 208-4346, uh, if you send subscribe to that, uh, that phone number there, uh, you'll get a text message back on how to subscribe. So, um, text subscribe to 216-208-4346 and sign up for subtext, uh, for the remainder of the Guardian season. Uh, Hoinze, uh, speaking of the remainder of the Guardian season and speaking of the remainder of the Major League Baseball season, uh, were you surprised that teams like Minnesota and, 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 Surprise teams that uh, are are competing this year, like Cincinnati and Baltimore, uh, really sort of stood pat at the uh, trade deadline and didn't make uh, you know the, the big moves.
0: Yeah, I was surprised uh, the Twins uh, didn't do anything. I know they they went what they they got a reliever from Miami and sent a reliever to Miami, but that was about it. And, uh, you know, they're, they're in position to, uh, to win this thing. I, and, you know, in Cleveland, you know, it's, you know, they add prospects in one, one big league pitcher. So I don't know. It's like no one wants to win this division. I, no one wants to really go all in and, and, you know, run away with this division. Maybe because. If they even if they do win it, they get eliminated in the first round. I don't know, but you well, know I've always felt that win the division and take your chances when you when you get into the postseason because anything can happen. But you know maybe I'm thinking the wrong way here.
1: Well, maybe if the Yankees get their act together and somehow sneak into the final wild card spot, you know if the uh, the, the Twins are probably figuring. If they win the division, they they have to face the Yankees in the first round and in the wild card round, and and we know how that story goes. Uh, every time the Yankees uh, face the Twins in the uh, the first round of the playoffs, it it ends re- rather badly for uh, for Minnesota. Uh, you, you mentioned the prospects that uh, the Guardians got back in in these trades. Obviously, they got Noah Syndergaard. Uh, his first outing with Cleveland uh, sort of short circuited by that uh, line drive that that hit him in the leg. Uh, looks like he's gonna be okay. Uh, Tito said they might have to, um, uh, you know, adjust his in between work, uh, you know, maybe not go as hard in his bullpen session. Uh, but it looks like he'll probably uh, be on schedule to make another start in the rotation for Cleveland. Uh, but the prospects they got back, uh, Kyle Manzardo, we talked about, uh, we talked about how much, uh, Chris Antonetti, Mike Chernoff, really valued the ability to go and get a prospect, a uh, high-up prospect like Manzardo in exchange uh, for Aaron Savali and, and the things they like about him and where he could wind up uh, eventually uh, and, and soon, uh, you know, showing up at AAA. You know, he'll, he'll report to Columbus, and, and and we'll see how he does the remainder of this season. But you got to believe he's going to be, uh, you know, earmarked for a first-base job heading into spring training next year. Uh, and then the, the guy that they acquired on Tuesday in exchange for Josh Bell uh, was a, a former first-round pick in Khalil Watson. Uh, this is a kid. Uh, they, there was a shortstop who was taken out of high school in North Carolina, Wake Forest High School in North Carolina, and uh, was at, at one point talked about as being a, a top-of-the-draft, top-of-the-first-round pick. Uh, I know San Francisco was looking at him heavily, uh but signability issues were were there and uh you know some some questions about makeup and, and character were there and he fell down to the Marlins at the number sixteen overall pick. Uh still the sixteenth overall pick in the twenty twenty one draft is is now uh, a top prospect for the Guardians.
0: Yeah and I I guess he's gonna report to uh uh class A Lake County uh, he was playing at uh, Beloit Class A, and uh, Joe he, he, yeah. he, he was a he was a Skycarp in, in yeah. Beloit. But go ahead. I think he had some problems with the umpires, right? Didn't he have? Yeah. Uh, Chris Antonetti was talking about uh, some uh, immaturity issues. Well, the the issue that he had was, uh, I, and I've
1: watched this video uh, a few times uh, in a game where uh, you know in the minor leagues the um, they, they only have uh, two umpires. Uh, in, in some levels of the, the minor leagues and uh, the umpire was at first base and the, the plate umpire uh, asked for help on a check swing and Khalil Watson's a left-handed batter. So, you know, how do you how do you really see a check swing on a, on a left-handed batter if you're down the first base line? Uh, the umpire rang him up on a strike uh, on the uh, check swing and then, uh, the next pitch, Khalil Watson swung and missed and struck out. And as he was walking back to the dugout, he pointed his bat at the first base umpire as if it was a, a machine gun, basically, and fired off a fake round at the umpire. He was, uh, ejected for that and, and, uh, suspended by the team. Uh, he, he was demoted actually to the, the, the rookie league. Uh, by the Marlins and, and made his way back up to, uh, class A ball. But, uh, you know, that's a, a pretty good indication. And, and we've heard some other things about immaturity and, you know, issues off the field, uh, for this guy. You take a, a kid out of high school and you put him in pro ball and you put him up pretty high in your organization, you know, uh, at, at class, uh, you know, his high A at, at Beloit. Um, and you expect him to perform and to be a professional, but you also have to understand he's a 19, 20 year old kid. And, and that's sort of maybe what, uh, what they were looking at. Antonetti, uh, told us on, uh, when after the trade broke, uh, he said, you know, they did their due diligence. They, they vetted him, uh, and, and his, his issues. And they, they were encouraged by, you know, the idea that they could, you know, maybe, Put him in their program, get get him, uh, you know, situated in in sort of their value system, and, and see if uh, you know things turned around for him, uh, because they really like what he brings in terms of his physical attributes, and his uh, his his number one thing is his his elite speed. Uh, this is a guy who you can expect to to be an elite base runner and base dealer. Uh, when he reaches the upper levels of the minors and, and hopefully one day are in the majors.
0: Yeah, Joe, I know you asked Antonetti what positions this, this kid could play and it's just not an infielder, right? It sounded like he may be able to move to the outfield.
1: They said that they wanted to, to meet with him and sort of, the, the term Antonetti used was partner with him. So I, I guess that means, that means they're going to sit down and, and try to convince him, hey, you might not be just a shortstop. You might have to, uh, uh you know be a a center fielder and an outfielder you know they they like his arm but they like they like his ability to to move and his athleticism uh but really the the elite speed is what they uh um they like in this kid he uh the other video that I saw I saw two videos of Khalil Watson one was of him you know uh you know in the umpire uh the other was it was a straight steal of home uh on a, a, a when the, with a game tie or no a down a run in the ninth inning and he stole home to tie the score uh in in the bottom of the ninth in a game that the uh the Sky Carp actually won uh so uh, just a, an exciting play a straight steal of home and and this this pitcher was looking at him the entire time and he still got there uh put his hand on the base and uh and, and as the ball got away from the catcher uh, on the pitch it was a uh, exciting video and, and gives you an idea of what the Guardians saw in him.
0: Yeah, that that is, uh, you know, another, some talent into the minor league system. You know, he's at A-ball, you know, so uh, we'll have to watch this kid. But, Joe, he's not going to help the big league club anytime soon, I would imagine, right? You're talking about four or five years away? Oh yeah, definitely.
1: Uh, he's he's clearly uh, you know a, a multiple seasons away from being able to impact the big league club, or being able to uh, you know impact them as a trade chip at some point down the line. All right, uh, that's going to wrap it up for today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. the uh, The White Sox are in town beginning uh, Friday. We'll be back uh, tomorrow with uh, another edition and uh, a preview of that series. The the uh no burgers, no fries edition of the the White Sox will be in town as they've traded away Jake's burger uh, to the Marlins, actually. And uh, we'll have the preview and everything you need to know uh, about that series coming up uh, on tomorrow's Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Wednesday, we'll talk to you then.
0: Yeah, Joe, you could hear uh, every pitcher on uh, Cleveland staff cheering when they made that deal with uh, when Chicago sent burger to uh, Miami. Uh we'll
1: uh we'll check in uh again tomorrow uh right here on the podcast. Take care, honey.